0: Episode 17.
1: This is Sales Paradise. Now here's your host, Our Dad, Chandler Barron.
0: (laughs) On today's episode, we have a really cool format. We're going to be interviewing an actual sales rep out in the field. Uh, So we're really excited about that. We're going to be doing that from time to time. Um, plus a lot of variety of guests. But at the end, I'm going to be answering your questions that you have sent in. uh, And feel free to send in any questions through salesparadise.com or, you know, comments or there's guests that you want us to interview or topics. Or you can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. So again, keep listening at the end for the questions and the answers. Today we have Michelle Chapman. Michelle, welcome to Sales Paradise.
1: Hey, Chandler. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Well, Michelle, go ahead and tell us uh, where you're from and a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Um, So I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am in the medical device industry. So I'm a sales manager for a tech startup that is based here out of Atlanta. And um, we have a new medical device for monitoring medication adherence
0: I love startups especially healthcare startups and uh, medication adherence is a really difficult thing and a challenge Um, it's a it's a tough thing to tackle so um, I'm excited that your company has come up with uh, you know a solution that might help so when prospecting and serving clients are you uh, basically more in the Atlanta area or do you go outside
1: yeah I I go where the business is so anywhere in the united states if if we have a need i won't go there but majority i am in atlanta most of the
0: time well that's awesome so since you have no restrictions on who you prospect to how are you uh getting to them is it by phone or or face to face
1: we do most things face to face
0: oh okay well cool well tell me um how did you uh get into sales to begin with
1: so i got into sales um a few years ago i actually started volunteering in the hospital with my grandmother as a candy striper. And um, most of my family is in the medical field. So I come from a family of, I've got an orthopedic surgeon, um, an internist, PAs, NPs, and I was a little more social than the rest of my family. So I sort of got into medical sales um, that way through volunteering, and it, it transpired um, after that to where I am today, where I'm the sales manager for a a startup med device organization.
0: Well, I love that. Um, You know, so many times people think there's only one path to get into a certain, um, you know, career, especially, you know, I came from medical sales uh, myself. And I know that, you know, so many people thought that you had to follow this very rigid, strict path. Uh, But I love the fact that you were volunteering and doing something you enjoy and that's what led to it and so there's a lot of things that people can be doing by being you know creative Uh, but the main thing is if you already enjoyed being in that atmosphere so if someone wants to get in a certain industry there are ways to go ahead and be in the industry even before you're paid that's awesome so was there something in particular that you leveraged to make that move
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, A lot of people do want to get into medical sales and I think some people find it very difficult if they don't already know somebody or have a connection. Um, But for me, it kind of fell into my lap. I didn't outwardly seek to get into medical sales, but because I had the medical background and the family, um, I actually had a physician reach out to me who saw me volunteering and he was like, you have a great personality and you're really good with people. Have you ever thought about getting into medical sales? Um, And at the time, I was attending University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, and I was a little hesitant. I'm like, well, I'm still in school, you know, trying to get my education. Um, But I thought I'd try it out. And when I started working in medical sales, I just absolutely fell in love with the industry and honestly being in sales. And um, I haven't really looked back ever since then, and that was about five years ago now.
0: You know, that reminds me so much about um, different people that I've known or heard of in the music industry. You know, me being from Nashville. uh, So many times people, they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do in the music industry, but they kind of found their way in, whether it was through either volunteering or just doing some things for free or just kind of being around in that scene just because they loved that atmosphere. And then they would end up getting a lot of connections and then Um, a a career would even come out of it. And so they weren't sure exactly what activity they wanted to do in it, other than they just loved being in the music industry. And so with you, I mean, there you were still in college, you were a student, um, but you were there in the hospital volunteering and, um, you know, someone approached you because they saw something in you. Yeah, that's great. So when the doctor came up to you, was he approaching you about a job or a position that he had heard of uh, through maybe one of the sales reps calling on him? No,
1: no, no. He was just a position that he wanted to gain more referrals through um, other specialty doctors. So my very first job at medical sales, I was going to offices to gain referrals.
0: Ah, well, cool. That's, um, you know, I have to say that when I was starting out, that type of job never would have even entered my mind. So that's what I feel like it's as fascinating is probably how many jobs, regardless of the industry, that are potential that no one's ever really thought of and they, unless they just come upon it. So sometimes it's a matter of just getting out and networking and meeting people. So then where did that job uh, lead you? Where did you go next?
1: So I was, yeah, I was getting referrals for an ENT, and then I went into laboratory diagnostic sales. I Actually, I got recruited while I was out in the field you know, visiting physician offices and gaining referrals. And um, an opportunity for a lab that was based out of Atlanta presented itself. And I took it. And for like two years, I sold a a diagnostic test for toxicology and pharmacogenetics.
0: So what type of sales cycle did you guys have there as far as how long was the, the entire sales process?
1: Yeah, so that it was really like all over the place. There was no no specific practice that was the same. There were some toxicology is a very competitive environment because there are so many labs that offer toxicology. So you really had to work extremely hard to get those accounts and, and then maintain them because a lot of practices that are doing toxicology, toxicology, which is hearing drug screens, they will see like 30 plus reps a day that are all selling toxicology. Um, so it was a, oh, wow. yeah, it was very, very competitive. Um, and I was able to be very successful because I was just relentless with follow-up and, you know, going in day after day in person and not letting those people forget that I was around the corner and going to provide better customer service than the next
0: rep. Yeah. It seems like you caught on really early on uh, basically how to provide the value that they're really looking for. So what's a typical day look like for you? Do you uh, start out at the office?
1: I do go straight to an office. And that's the the funny thing because I work for a startup now. You know, no day is really the same. So there are some days where I'm making tons of phone calls to people that are in clinical research, um, trying to work with grants and different funding through like the NIH. Um, And then there are days where I'm attending like medical conferences that are in different regions to just network and meet thought leaders, whether they're physicians or, um, you know, practice managers to gain more of a name for us as a company, because we are still new and our our device is also brand new.
0: All right. Well, it seems like your days can vary quite a bit, but now we're at the point where I'm going to ask some really, really difficult questions, (laughs) but let's get into uh, your morning routine. Do you have a morning routine?
1: I definitely do. Yeah, I love my morning routine. I'm definitely a morning person. Um, when I wake up, this is kind of funny, but I take a, a shot of apple cider vinegar with some water in it, take that down, it kind of wakes me up. And then I, I I kind of chant to myself the attitude of gratitude because I like to start the day with a positive mindset and a positive attitude. Um, and I think that just sets the tone for you know, how the day is going to go. I like to work out before I get to work as well and have, like, a clear mind um, before I go into the office and engage with people. And I just, I know for me personally, having a morning routine makes such a big difference in how the rest of the day goes and my attitude around other people and just my overall, like, demeanor. (laughs) Um, So I think it's super important.
0: Yeah, you mentioned one of the first things you do is uh, have a shot of apple cider vinegar. And for everyone listening, if you've never tried apple cider vinegar, that will wake you up. So uh, <laughs> it was awesome when you said you have a shot of it. Um, I w- was thinking of something else when you started off. Well, is there any type of charity you'd like to highlight?
1: Yeah, I'm passionate about the Atlanta Mission. Um, that's a a homeless charity here in Atlanta. Um, Jeff Foxworthy actually started it like many years ago, Um, but they have homeless shelters all over Atlanta and they have different opportunities for you to volunteer. Um, You can go to the food clinics and you can dole out food in the morning at like five in the morning. Um, And they have other great things going on around the holidays. Um, There is also a refugee camp for the Burma people in Clarkston, Georgia, Georgia, Um, And I like to go volunteer there because they actually have a unique environment where um, the refugees from Burma have their own garden plots and they actually trade food and act like a community. And it's really like beautiful to see that a lot of people don't know that we have that in our backyard here in Atlanta. Um, So being able to provide like a safe place for refugees where their homes were in threat or destroyed and then to see that they're able to act as community and act as one. Um Yeah, that's great. A, yeah, it's a
0: cool cause. Well that sounds like it would be really rewarding to be involved in. Well sadly we are at the end of this particular interview. And such a special thanks to Michelle Chapman for joining us here in Paradise.
1: Thanks so much, Chandler. I appreciate it and good luck with the podcast and everything that you have to come.
0: To all my cellmates out there, don't leave yet because we have the answers to the questions that you have sent in. Question number one What is the real difference between a startup and a small business? Okay, this is actually a really important question and relevant to today's um, topic. Depending on who you ask, you might hear some minor differences, but let's go over what a small business is first. The Small Business Administration uh, (SBA) describes a small business as an independently owned and operated that's organized for profit, but is not dominant in its field. Now let's contrast that with a startup. Now a startup is actually out to prove a business model. They want to scale fast. Many times their goal is to be very disruptive. So if you're applying to a job at a startup, expect it to be crazy fast um, it's one of those things to where um, it, you know it can be extremely exciting but it also it's not as stable as you know many small businesses okay question number two it says i want to get into surgical cells um, is it best to start off with a small pharmaceutical company if your goal is to get into surgical device cells uh, the answer is no very few people can make the move or percentage wise can make the move from pharmaceutical cells into device cells now i was able to do it back years ago but it was more of a transition and um, that still would not have been the way i would recommend anyone uh, to do it it uh, took a long road for it Um, i had to go from pharmaceuticals to then uh, a biological product that then was in surgery implantable and then it just one thing led to another Both pharmaceutical sales and device sales and other type of healthcare are all great jobs, great niches, but especially pharmaceutical and device, surgical device, are completely different types of sales. It takes a completely different skill set. I would recommend, if you already know you want to get in one niche of medical sales or healthcare sales, I would get any job I could at any small company distributor in that particular niche if you're wanting to get into surgical, there are a lot of very tiny surgical companies, um, distributors that are just very regional that you can try to get your foot in the door there. That's much easier. Matter of fact, even a lot of orthopedic surgical cells, they'll recruit um, Xerox or copier reps or athletes, but way before they would a pharmaceutical rep, just because it's such a different type of cell. And, um, and so it's one of those things to where if you wanted to get into pharmaceuticals, amazing career, but I would get into just a small pharmaceutical company or something that's related to it. In the upcoming weeks, I'll have uh, more some articles that will go into a lot more detail on this type of thing. All right, well, question number three. Is it possible to get one-on-one coaching or group coaching through Sales Paradise? Well, up until this week, the answer was no, but we are now adding it. Just recently, we have merged my um, sales training and consulting company with Sales Paradise as far as the podcast, and it's all under Sales Paradise LLC. Previously, unless it was associated with a company that had hired me to come in for consulting or training their sales team, uh, that was not offered. But now we're going to be able to offer some slots for virtual like Skype sessions of one-on-one training. Uh, But also um, what's really cool is like the the group masterminds. Uh, That's gonna allow more and more people. Uh, But don't forget, we're gonna still keep offering more and more training through the podcast and many articles and videos that'll be coming out. So just stay tuned on salesparadise.com for all these things that are coming out. Also, if you have questions that you would like to send in, um, you know, do that through the website. Um, Or you can go to uh, LinkedIn or Twitter, um, you know, Facebook type of thing. Uh, But the main thing is just, we'd love your suggestions, even, you know, topics that you would like for us to talk about or guests that we would need to interview. Uh, But just keep in touch. So until next time, crush your sales goals and design your paradise. Cheers.